like we do it normally but it's not like it's like oh man live or die by the number <laughs> yeah you, you're you're right like, we don't who cares about and numbers. to be honest really it just time stamps us is all it does that is true that it means is that we true. can't use them but a sequence if we need to oh that's a good point yeah game the system yeah. Oh, that's a good editing trick. That's how it works, right? Yeah, yeah. That's 100% how it works. Okay. Usually everything is done on a border. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. But uh, <laughs> everything is chaos. The editor is the filter of order. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is. That is totally true. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, you've been doing editing now, right? Yeah. So you actually start to like get that editing joke you know what honestly editing these podcasts aren't that bad it's not hard no yeah here's the deal we don't actually require a lot of editing no yeah because we've been talking and arguing for so long and you can't edit out my breathing so that's like a crap shoot oh my god that is brutal (laughs) so there i apologize to everybody who hears that by the way i'm trying so hard and i cannot stop it (laughs) there are two things that drive me nuts in our editing one when we're using alex's computer almost every time so far in the last like five or six episodes you'll hear a like a notification ding at some point so yeah it's just it's something coming through on his computer itself yes that is that's funny and every time i hear it i'm like god damn it alex <laughs> and i and i hear it and i i tell him about it and then i hear it in the next time i edit something so what like next time he comes here with his computer be like need your computer for a second and just turn notifications off yeah i probably should <laughs> and then all yours i always end up hearing throughout it the yeah <laughs> the uh the rob has breathing problems or something yeah even though you don't which is weird no actually i kind of do right now i'm going through a thing it'll be going away soon oh okay yeah yay medicine yeah oh. yeah side effects so we're here to talk about uh i think what, what's the title of this section i want you to do it pow come on give it more gusto no oh, come on rob you're always just rob let's just do pow and do it right now all right well, this is pow, Plebeian and Adam. Is that like your second take? Are you going to edit one of those out? Pow, Plebeian and Adam. <laughs> okay. Uh, and just Rob. <laughs> Welcome to Ronin Geek Official Podcast. We're pow t- edition. Pow edition, yeah. uh, which we do all, not quite every second episode. We don't really have, we're like Ronin. We don't, we're, we don't abide by laws. I don't know if that's the thing, but okay, sure. <laughs> well, we, we, we just kind of go around. We, we were beholden isn't that, isn't to no master. Isn't that, isn't that outlaw? Yes. <laughs> We are chaotic neutral. Ronins usually have a... It doesn't matter. Anyway, so let's just... Ronin, Ronin Geek is chaotic neutral. <laughs> That's our podcast. I think we've determined that. It's Yeah, it is neutral. We're definitely neutral. Oh, I guess, yeah. Balance out between me and Alex. And then you're just kind of whatever. I'm chaos. Yeah. Actually, you're kind of... Yeah, I think you're more chaotic than I am. I'm more law than you. That's kind of weird too, right? It is. Because you act more... It is uh, true. You act more... Um, chaotic like sorry like chaotic like outbursty yes but i but my actions are chaotic yes you sow seeds like loki and you're the quiet manipulator in the yeah. back that fucks with the whole podcast <laughs> whereas i'm the one just going guys just hold it together <sighs> yeah that's, that's kind of how it works yeah it's fun though it so, works it works i feel like the alignment discussion is kind of important on this one I know I'm just going to start. Normally, we'd have this who's going to go first discussion. No, you can just But go I know first. it's Jay. Yeah, it could be you. Exactly. I yeah. knew that. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't even have to, I don't even have to lay it out anymore. I'm not Great. a nice guy. Therefore, I don't come first. So everyone, just so you know, that's how you know when you've mastered manipulation, when they just start doing it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Continue. <laughs> um, I think the alignment and the whole chaos thing and... 
manipulation. I think it has good precedence here because aside from our competition, which we're not going to talk about today, we've been both, I, I hope both working hard. I have, but aside from that, yeah, what game am I playing again? Yeah. You <laughs> asshole. Uh, <laughs> Um, we, I've been playing Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. I didn't think I was going to, but I am. Yeah. I, so I don't know whether I've talked about it on previous podcasts or not. The Pathfinder Kingmaker. Yeah. You talked about Kingmaker. Have I? I think so. Um, I'm like at least, I'm at least 12% sure you've talked about Kingmaker at some point. Yeah. Fair enough. You can go through the show notes and you can find them because we, we bookmark everything. Yeah. Um, but I did not like that game. Right. But then you said that you kind of liked it after they made some changes later on. That's when you actually did the review, I think, is when they redid some shit. I had to get two mods put in the game to stand it. Right. Yeah. But they, they fixed that for this one though, didn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it still has some problems, but it's not perfect, but, um, so in Kingmaker, they made two problems that I think really pissed me off. One was they didn't have turn-based mode for a game that... Wait, wasn't that like a big feature of like the, the last one was that they had like a pause, like turn-based pause mode? They have pause mode, but they didn't have turn-based. Not in Kingmaker. Oh, so... Not in Kingmaker. Oh, sorry. No, I'm thinking of a different game series uh, where they added the frost shit and that added uh, like a pause turn mode. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, what was the other fucking like RPG big one series? Divinity? Like, not Divinity. No, that that was a good guess. No, there's another one that was looks a lot more like Diablo. Oh, uh, Pillars of Eternity. That's the one. Yeah, and then the site, and then the expansion came out and they added a like a pause combat. Oh, never played Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, so apparently it's really good once you add that shit. I have heard that Pillars of Eternity is amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, well, deny. it's a it's Obsidian, right? So like, yeah. they, uh, Knights of the Republic, uh, uh, which uh, Fall is Vegas. getting a remake. Fall of Vegas. Yeah. So, in a remake, not a remaster. Correct. That's the important distinction. We didn't really get to see much about it. It was just like some teaser. It was just revving. Yeah. It was just revving on as a teaser, which looks just, I think, I'm not sure whether I liked him or... Um, Malik? No, no, no. The guy from the movies more. When when they first showed him off in the first movie from Force Awakens. The one that Adam Driver plays. Oh, uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. I think I liked Kylo Ren more, looks-wise. Like, but visually? Yeah. Visually. But you can clearly see that Kylo Ren was based on... Um, yeah. Revan. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never yeah, noticed yeah, yeah, it so yeah. much until I saw that trailer. Oh, it's... Is that is that Kylo Ren? And then they kind of showed the mask being silver. I'm like, nope, that's Revan. All they did was they they took Revan's mask and they sithed it up a little bit and made it a little more like Vader because he like idolizes Vader yep. and gave it to, to give it to Ren. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, anyone who says otherwise, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> wow, you're going straight to hot, like attacking I mean, our viewers. There's there no, nah, there's times where it's just like it's obvious. It's true. So Kingmaker, <laughs> back to Kingmaker. So Kingmaker. Um, it had to add two mods to make it okay. One, so they had these, like, you had certain number of days before events occurred. And if you didn't get done certain number of tasks before an event occurred... You got fucked or you, you lost it. fucked. Yeah. And you had to, like, travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I don't mind travel time. The problem is there was also other tasks that if you didn't accomplish them could get really nasty for you. Yeah. So you, it was kind of reminded me of the XCOM and the Avatar project. Except the problem is this is a role-playing game with more than you could possibly get done in that time frame. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't experience the whole game. Well, yeah, because the idea is that you're going to replay the game. That's, Except that's what they want. for the games like 100-something hours. Yeah, so no one's going to feasibly do that. Very Except few for, people. Like, very few people, yeah. Very few people. So it's like, okay, now you're screwing me out of these experiences, and you're screwing yes. me out of this role-play experience. It's like, they should realize that if someone's going to replay the game, they're going to just replay the game. You don't need to make it cyclical, like, oh, find something new every time game. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're if you're crafty about it, you will 
you'll get that experience anyway as a player. Yeah. Um, and then and then it's all good. But if you if you do exactly what you said, deny content to people based on some arbitrary belief that somebody should spend extra hours playing your fucking game, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, pretty much. And that's where I had a hard time with it. And then not only that, but because they didn't have the turn-based mode, I couldn't trust the AI. So it, that pissed me off. That was a hard time. And then the other one was yep. because the AI is so dumb. And what happens is you want to do burning hands. Something a good example is burning hands, which is yeah. a code. Yeah. Well, you're in live act. You're in real time. So, oh, and fuck. it takes yeah. a second to cast. So, a if you start casting burning hands, you wait six seconds and then you cast it. Can you guess where the AI is going to be in six seconds to do your AOE? Yeah, because I don't suck. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> Nobody can. So it's like, how often do you hit your own guys with this? Like, you can't be yeah. tactical about it. You yeah. just can't. And it's like that. So you don't even know where your own guys are going to be in nope. six seconds. You don't know where the enemy is going to be. You don't know where you, because this is six seconds. That's a long time in this thing. Uh, six seconds is a long time, actually, in, in any fight. In, in any, any fight. fight. Yeah. yeah. Most fights that I've witnessed in real life are over before six seconds. Um, no, I, I like, I, well, I'm talking like street fight. I, the street fights, I, it depends on when you consider the start of the fight. Uh, first punch. Okay. Yeah. Cause there, there's, there's a lot of like, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck off. Sure. Yeah. There's posturing and shit that happens. Before. Yeah. That's not the fight though. That's the, that's the, let's let enough people crowd but, around and watch us be fucking jackasses. Yeah. But then I also find that there's a lot of parts of the fight after the first punch is thrown, it either ends immediately Usually. or it yeah. turns into two men oiled and up on the and, ground and, or, and nothing yeah. is accomplished right yes 100 and I, i'm talking more to the earlier example yeah. where most people will start a fight and like it's over in the first two punches yeah and, it, and that's it it's over it, it just like somebody asserts that they know how to fight the other person does not know how to fight as well yep and they back down or someone just gets real lucky or yeah or somebody is really fucking stupid and picks way out of their weight class that's true too yeah, yeah, yeah. see that one happened a lot <laughs> I, I haven't seen that one actually too oh, often. Oh man, one time downtown with an exec, uh, this guy comes over, they get into a little bit of an argument, guy fucking cold clocks him right in the jaw, exec down, <laughs> me trying to pick exec up until he comes around like six seconds later about a whole turn. <laughs> about a whole turn. <laughs> so, uh, and then, and then he was, uh, and then he was up and good. That was, that was time in BC. As you probably guessed. Yep, that sounds like BC. I mean, that does sound like downtown Windsor. No, it was it was downtown British Columbia, like downtown, downtown. Ah. Like we're talking Granville Street, literally Granville ah. Street, which is like anyone who's from there fucking knows. See, the fights here in Windsor are more like small gangs or like just angry little teenagers it, and yeah. college students. You don't get or adults. people who never. Uh, well, no, there's some adults who just never grew up. You can tell. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're. They, they had these problems and the timing and the lockout and you only had so much time to get stuff done. Instead, what they did in Wrath of the Righteous was they, first of all, every class that they gave in DLC throughout Kingmaker and all the subclasses. They just brought it all over? They just brought it all over. Same engine, right? Same engine. Yeah. So like, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Right. It's, it's already pre-programmed in. Might as well just, that's one thing I've been loving about um, Creative Assembly's Total War, Warhammer. Yes, that they've been. They can just keep bringing it in, pushing everything forward. Yeah. Yep, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, so they fix those two problems by resting. The way they do it is because you're in the world wound, which is a demon corrupt area. No, you played through world wound. You beat yes. it, so you yeah. know the story. You know the, the world. wrath. Yeah. 
Um, I played through the actual Wrath of the Righteous. <laughs> um, the when you rest outside of I town, I got carried through Wrath of the Righteous. Yeah, let's you just, did. Let's just be fucking well, honest. Hold on, we'll we'll talk about the ending after all of this because okay. I do want you didn't I, get I, carried. No, no, I I contributed. You contributed. They solved the problem by when you're resting out in the wild. Instead of previous ones, they made sure you couldn't rest all the time and just rest. You know, cheese. No, yeah, no cheesing. Yeah, because you had this time lock. But now what they did is they said, okay, that's fine. Instead of a time lock, first of all, you can't complete missions. It'll warn you in the quest log. If you go to the next chapter, you are going to lose missions. Mm. You're going to lose. So you can go back and finish these. Okay. And it'll, whenever you're about to hit another chapter that you can't go back from, it'll say, hold the fuck on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you want to complete those things that you like have been ignoring for three yeah, years? Yeah, you got things to do. Yeah. Um, so it gives you a warning. So You're there's not... like threshold times. There's threshold times. Okay. And then cool. in order to stop you from, uh, rest gaming it, uh, rest coming. Yeah, yeah. Rest they... coming. That's, rest good. Coming. That's good way of looking at it. It yeah, is. Yeah. Exactly what it is. They make it so that every time you rest, you build up corruption because you're in the world. Oh, that's smart. And every, there's like three tiers of corruption. I've never gotten to the third tier, but you just get weaker and weaker and it fucks with you more and more that's actually really good too because if you're like not gaming the system you probably won't fuck yourself but if you're gaming the system you're gonna 100% fuck yourself pretty much that's cool i like that that's 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 actually it's a good middle ground that is a fantastic middle ground actually because it also it also means that it's like hey do i rest now or do i have the resources to push on for the next fight yes because and which is like now it's like okay so it's gonna make trivial fights monumental sometimes yes and not only that you can when you rest you can put someone in that slot for resting that has a chance of reducing the amount of corruption you get affected during that rest night oh cool so there's also the do i take the gamble and rest here because this one person could use it because this one person could use it so on and so forth and they can help us out cool um so it's it's a little mini game there oh that's cool i like that it it doesn't get used like you don't think about it too much it's really just there to stop like if you're not trying to fuck with the system you're fine you're fine which is exactly what it's supposed to be there for. Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. So it works out fine. And then the other thing is they added, they built in turn-based mode. I think I heard a rumor that the people who made the mod for the turn-based mode, they had hired yeah. and brought in to make it part of Wrath of the Righteous. Well, it's the same engine, so. Yep. So they so brought build in. build the system and then you have the system. Yes. And it works almost identical to the mod. It's just, it's, it's more built in. So it's a bit cleaner. Yeah. Well, well, that's to be expected too, because the mod might have been doing it one way. They might be like, hey, try doing it this way. And then. Yes. Well, now that you hear from the, the ground, you can build from the ground, not right. add, tack it on. It can be yeah. It's, it's no longer a build on. It's part of the foundation. <laughs> it, exactly. So yeah. it actually works out really well because um, in the small mook fuck fights, which they throw a lot at you. Um, if you're doing turn-based mode in this game, you've got like 200 hours of gameplay. Easy. Cool. If you're okay, d- so, so like, sorry, go on, go on. I got a question about this after this. So okay, so you can turn it on and turn off whenever you like, even in the middle of a combat. That's cool. Yes. So what I find is I will be playing the game in real time and then against it. the mook fucks. Yeah, <laughs> against the mook fucks. But right. the moment I suspect a combat is going to get dicey turn-based mode. Yeah. And I control the units and I start casting spells and controlling the spells and making sure everything goes. And cool. it's only, there's only been a few times where I underestimated a fight and I left it in real-time mode and I got my okay. ass whooped. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, all right, I'm going to have to load back because I underestimated that one. <laughs> have you, how far have you gotten in the game? Like, I mean, like, have you, you not completed the game, right? No, 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 absolutely not. Okay, so, okay, okay. Then, then don't talk about it because uh, I had a question about a part that happens later on in the books. I wanted to know if it I'm happens. totally willing to, I'm totally willing to. 
Okay, so like, questions. okay, so books. There was that one dragon that we fought that uh, paralyzes people. Have you encountered that yet? We fought a dragon. It's that later. It's later on. Is this the one that's it's, like the two-headed dragon? That's like the first mythic dragon you fight that attacks the town. No, no, this was in a cave in the Badlands. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It uh, turned the one people with all to the stone. statues. Yeah, yeah, it turned yeah, people to stone. Yeah. Didn't paralyze them. Turned them to stone. Sorry, yes, it's stone. It, yeah, because that's exactly what I was gonna say. All the statues. Okay, so people, here's yeah. what I can say. First of all, um, I guess. Oops. Spoiler alert, people. That's uh, why I was like, <laughs> uh, we could talk about it. Yeah, they're yeah. here to. They're here to right. listen to this. So. Um, I don't know, obviously, whether you fight that in the game. Yeah. I haven't gotten there. Yeah, I haven't gone that far. I haven't gone there. I've gotten effectively to the start of the second book. So when I came in? No. You came in at the end of, I think, the second book. Oh, really? Was yes. it? I believe so. We, we They had already captured... They were just on the it verge was, yes. of capturing Dresden, I think. They no, were, I think it was right after they captured Dresden. So then you came in at the end of second book, beginning of third book, somewhere in that That's right. where you came in. Okay. So uh, you... I thought it was like the start of a book or something like that. Because I remember it was like, oh, finally, we're done with this fucking system. It was like some kind of war man management system yes an army system yeah and that's kind of what i'm dealing with right now yeah how's that (laughs) is it just as bad or better (sighs) it must be better it's automated (laughs) definitely better it's not automated (laughs) um i mean automated in a sense of like (laughs) so it plays exact you know what everyone calls it shitty magic uh might uh, might magic really you get a grid right just like um heroes of might magic yeah and you get unit that represents multiple units so you might have like a human archer but it'll have like a stack like of 112. A, yeah, right. Got it. Right? Right. And then you have a commander that can do special abilities as they level up, just like Heroes of Might and Magic. It's exactly like it. But it's not as good because there aren't as many different types of units and you don't have the kingdom building yet at this point. Got it. So I don't find it as fun. Um, I think Paul turned it on autom- automated. He's like, I'm done with this shit. You can actually automate it? Yep. You can just say the army stuff, it's dealt with. You don't even have to deal with it. Oh, really? Yep, but there's there's a benefit and a loss. Right, got it. If you automate it, it just succeeds. It's just average. Just average. Yeah. If you don't automate it, you can gain benefits. Got it. Got so it. there is value in that, but you can just make it go away. So, so Paul saw it was like, fuck that, and then hit Yes, <laughs> it's not worth it. Here you go. <laughs> I knew that was exactly what he would do. I wonder if Scott did the same thing. I, I haven't seen Scott playing it. He'll he'll get his hands on it eventually. No, I don't think he will. Really? So for did he not play Kingmaker? No, I don't think he did. Really? Not that I know of. Okay. So I guess we can go into that. For those who don't know, the reason Rob and I can talk about Wrath of the Righteous with experience is it is based on an adventure path from Paizo. Called Wrath of the Righteous. Called Wrath of the Righteous. And it is based on the same rule set. There are tweaks, but it is fundamentally Pathfinder. Like the knowledge that I have actually helps right. how it goes against how you fight against ac um how oh, yeah, yeah. resistances work right how sr works it's all calculated based off the ba- mechanics the exact math of paizo cool. the only major differences i find are some of the abilities are slightly different um, probably for mechanics purposes for because it's too complicated to do in a video game unless it's just automated in this weird yeah, way because there's like people can do weird shit yep yeah so okay. the other thing that's different is skills they don't have nearly as many skills in the game they oh do they use the consolidated approach yes yeah okay so instead of having that, like that's an optional system so. yeah instead of having like acrobatics plus um i don't know climb it's or well, yeah, climb. Climb it's just mobility yeah. got it got it got right it. So those are the minor changes they made. Honestly, whatever it, you can play yeah. Pathfinder one, you can play this, and it is Pathfinder one rule sets, not two. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, I don't 
hate I don't hate Pathfinder too. It's just like man, it needs a little bit of tweaking. Uh, like from the from the AP perspective, I think that the APs are not being built correctly. Yeah, I don't I don't think I haven't. There's no AP that they've built into that I'm like, oh, I want to play that. Well, no, not even just like like that, but like just like mechanically, the early APs felt very much like everyone's still learning the system. Oh, even yeah. the editors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Honestly, and, it's true. And and like the fights are super imbalanced. Yes. And, but like, like you can see it like playing with the system, which is not easier. So I don't know why they made this change, but you can play um, the system and you can, and you can get character creations easier. Supposedly the game is actually easier than Pathfinder one for people. I think it's just that they say it's different. So people don't have that stigma going in. Yes. But to my understanding, there's been a lot of people that have tried Pathfinder two that have said it is less daunting to start with than Pathfinder 1 because of the way it's I think presented it's, and built. I, I think that's a hype thing. I think that's a hype thing. Could, could be. I don't know. I'm not those people. <laughs> anyway, I obviously find Pathfinder 1 easier than 2 because I've been doing it for a decade. I don't even find... It's not even that Pathfinder 2 is... I don't think it's that it's harder. It's just a little bit different because like when I picked it up, I was like, oh, okay, so all this shit just transfers. All of, like Almost all of your knowledge transfers. And Pretty the much. only thing that's different is that they have a little bit of a different system on how you manage your health and how you manage your action economy. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, I think... I mean, don't get me wrong. The action economy is a big change. I think it's a huge positive change, personally. I think it is, too. Actually, I on multiple occasions I've said, like, I love the Alchemist in Pathfinder 2. Yes. They gave the Alchemist a lot of love in Pathfinder but, 2. But it's not even just that they gave it a lot of love. Because they didn't really. There's not a lot to it. They just made it like viable. Yeah. From yeah. the beginning. You're gonna like the summoner. So oh they, yeah, I've heard. They just put out the summoner. I've heard. Somebody a friend of mine's playing one. Oh yeah. So they share a health pool now. Yeah. Well that kind of that that was actually in one too. Um because you would transfer your health through uh you had right. an ability called like it was like a lifelink or something. I, I guess you're right, that does kind of work out in this way. So this one is actually you just share your health. You just Straight Stra- up, straight up, share health. To be board. honest, okay, so that's funny because that's a system that I'm really familiar with. Fancy Flight's Genesis uh, system, that like the Star Wars game that I play a lot mm-hmm. in tabletop. They have all of their like mook fucks. Like when they want to put like hundred guys on the field. It's not hard because what they do is they group them all and just give them all consolidated health pools. Oh. So as you kill them, guys just drop as the health goes lower. Oh, okay. So then their skill also decreases because it's it's upgraded. Their skills are upgraded for every person. How in the many group. there are on the field? Yeah. So oh, then as you knock them down, or like so, like the idea is like you could do ten damage and kill two guys in yep. one action because it's just the health pool. Yep, yep, yep. It's just representative, and I think it's a. a by the way, it sounds stupid to no. like make a big deal of something like this, but like that is revolutionary for tabletop. It is. It is. That's very. It reminds me of the magic uh, might and magic style thing where you have a stack of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Board. It's hundred percent what it is, but like it's done in. It's been refined. Yeah. For tabletop in a way that makes it fun. Yeah, Fantasy Flight sounds like they've done a pretty good job of learning. Like it's the first time where they've done a wholesomely new system. Yeah. Where they pick and redesign certain things, but still picked from other things. To to be honest, okay, so this is gonna be a shock, and don't hold me to this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Um, when we're done this AP, I was gonna say if you guys wanted to do a small like module mm. of the Fantasy Flight stuff, I was gonna let you guys pick between like the three worlds that it has that are like actually good. Yeah, we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk to the guys. Yeah, I know some of them are anti-learn new things, but well, I know uh, I know Paul was saying that he was interested. Oh, was in he possibly learning? Oh, was he something? Well, at one point, I don't know if he still is. Right? Okay. 
uh, this was over a year ago. But it, he was like, yeah, if you're going to host something else, he's like, I don't mind learning a new system. So, But I could teach that system too squeezily you, you now. Can, yeah. I've, I've taught literally. But he's tried. The problem is, is he's tried a bunch of systems and they've yeah. all disappointed him. That's fair. So he's losing faith. Uh, that's fair. I think <laughs> that this one, honestly, I genuinely believe that it would uh, restore faith in new systems. Okay. Because it is good. It is balanced. It is very, very I, I think the problem is it's not as mechanically crunchy as something. And that's but it what he can likes. be. There's a, there's, a, there's a way to manipulate things uh, from an advanced player perspective that is not required to can play Can you use game. a grid? Yeah, 100%. Okay, good. good. So Wrath of the Righteous... There's stat blocks and stuff. Oh, good, good. Yeah. So the Wrath of the Righteous game is very much based on the adventure. And as someone who DM'd the Wrath of the Righteous, the game, yeah. what I find very interesting is i'll come up against a moment or an encounter i guess you will yeah and i may not recognize it immediately because it's presented slightly differently well yeah artistically and stuff like yep, that. artistically right? artistic license and so on and so forth but it's presented enough that i'll be like a quarter way through the event and going hey i know what this is yeah. <laughs> wait a second hold on a second but there is one that was curious curious and I, I find what i really enjoy is i find that they are better at presenting the adventure than what was in the book they learned from the from what was in the book that's good so there is a villain um that you face later on i don't think you faced him because i think he was just after just before you joined so there's this character named staunton vane who's a dwarf mm-hmm. that in the books is just introduced to you as oh he's just the guy who uh betrayed dresden and he was corrupted by the little who's kind of like a succubus demon got it and convinced him basically open the doors to be the Trojan horse right, yeah. to the demons so the demons could uh, besiege Dresden. <laughs> and he lived with this guilt because he was manipulated and tricked. Right, yeah. And, and dwarves he, don't die early. And they don't die early. So he's been around since then, which is, you know, 50, 60, 80 years. Right, because Dresden's the first city that fell, right? Yes, it fell, I think, in or the first. Or city or whatever. Yeah, it fell, I think, in the, like, the first or the second crusade. Now we're in, like, the fifth. Yeah. So it's like been like a hundred years in total. Yes. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> so this guy's pretty old and he's been living with his guilt. Yeah. Um, and most people basically treat him. He's been, I guess, exonerated to a small degree. Yeah. Makes sense. But still people treat him, you know, yeah. imagine oh. Hitler was like, okay, you've been exonerated. You've, you've been to jail for the amount of time you're supposed to be in jail. You're now a free man. Do you think people in the street are gonna be like, Oh, hi Hitler. How are you? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they treat him like absolute garbage yeah, he's, and he, trash. He's, demonified or whatever the fuck you call it yes so when you meet him at the beginning of the story um he kind of doesn't tell you the whole truth but he eventually comes clean right. and he's very clearly a devout paladin but the problem is everyone you meet except for a very small handful of people usually your characters unless you're evil and some other few npcs treat him like trash and you see it happen all the time over and over and over again and he's just trying to be a good paladin without any paladin abilities because mm-hmm. He's not good enough to be a paladin. He's not actually devout. So you meet him at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. and he goes through this motions where he eventually, the demoness that corrupted him before comes back and starts trying to corrupt him while you're going through this adventure. And he's fighting back and he's fighting back and he's fighting back. And eventually it gets to a point where he slowly is like, she seems to actually love him. And there was a time where he offered himself in the fight. He put himself in front of her to protect her. And she had the opportunity to use him and run away. And she actually protected him instead. Oh, okay. So is this like one other redeemable demon? No. Oh, okay. no. She's definitely a villain. But oh, they okay. actually do love each other. And oh, okay. he in fact joins her and comes to her side in the middle of the story. <laughs> Um, nice. because he's like, I don't care if she's lying to me. I don't care. His statement actually 
to like it was very adult. It was a very adult yeah. topic, and his statements. I don't care if she's lying to me. I don't care if her love is a lie. The fact is, she tells me things you guys never do. Mm-hmm. She tells me she loves me. She tells me positive things. Right. You never do that. Yeah. So even if it is a lie, Argu- I'd rather believe the lie. For some people, arguably more important that somebody's lying to them than than nobody's telling them the truth. Exactly. And so he yeah. ends up going with her. And I know later on he becomes a boss. Because huh. in the books, he was a boss. And they explained this history. Oh, but that's you cool. didn't get to see it in the books. They don't introduce you to him oh, in the books. You know, what, you know what, though? Then playing the game and having the books means that if you ever do host it again, you're going to be able to make it so much better. Yes. And it kind of makes me want to play this game and then host it again to improve upon Because well, you already kind of wanted to host it again. I did, yeah. Because you want to do the mythic stuff. Yes, I do. Yeah. For people like Amanda who haven't gotten to do it in Osher and yeah. uh, Nick yeah, and Nick. stuff like that. Yeah. So I kind of do want to run it for this group. Unfortunately, yeah. it means you and Paul have to we can, stick we can it up your We can play idiots. Butt. We'll play idiots. It's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll play like a medium and it's like so confused. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's great because they it it's teaching me how to run this adventure better. Yeah, and I love it that they're doing such a good job of it. Yeah. So even I'm like, oh, this wasn't in the books, but this is way better. Yeah. To, to be perfectly honest with you, and this is I think is kind of funny. Um, if we actually replayed it, the majority of the stuff I don't remember. No, probably not. And and, the, and there's a reason it's why. How many, it's been how many? Years? Well, it's not even just that. It's also that I was not in control. Like I was not leading the group That's at true. all. Like I, I even if I even if I did contribute story wise, I was not making a lot of calls. No, and I think this was your first adventure Time with, with us. Yeah, yeah. So like, and it's not me complaining by any means. It's just that it's like I was like new. You were a recruit. Yeah, I was like literally the pickup guy, and you were learning mythic rules at the same at time the same as learning time. the rest of the rules. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and under and under pressure yes because there was a pressure to perform <laughs> yeah well you were encircled by like veterans yes of the system yeah 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 which was fine i mean i learned great i mean obviously yeah i got yeah. tempered by the fire i didn't just burn over <laughs> fucking chris because like i came out of it and i can like you make... handled the wrath yeah <laughs> became righteous <laughs> Uh, Even though none of your characters are good, no, my character was the worst. Actually, your my character, character was the worst. worst. Honestly, that story gave us some of the best. Um, but he was a good w- villain, though. He was. He was. He he was a villain that has added very much to the world. Yes, and I I'm very happy I got to run that because those characters have impacted our communal universe. Yes. so much. Right. That it felt good as a DM that that's like that's a, such a pivotal adventure path for our communal world for those who don't know we have like what three different groups basically that all play within the same universe yes and so one affects the other in small minor ways it's a lot of fun it is it It it's a lot of fun to see what other players did you get to watch because we have a lot of players that intermingle yes and that's how it all works out right so i'll have a character like for example one of the characters that Paul's playing right now is a worshiper of Riario, and so is my other character. Yeah, I remember that, which Riario was actually the character from Wrath. And, which was Paul's character from Wrath. Yeah. So there's some really cool stuff that can happen there. But anyway, the, the video game is great. I think if you're a fan of CRPGs and you're a fan of the crunch, you should definitely play this game. It is cool. way better than Kingmaker. Don't let Kingmaker judge it. Makes sense to me. No, I'll, I'm actually planning on picking it up. Um, Actually, I got a huge recommend from like five people at the same time. So I think I'm going to probably give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Control. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's That was a big one for PS5 and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, that was like game of the year or some shit like that. Sure. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good... Never played it. Heard a lot of good stuff. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so here, uh, truth be told from my perspective is I saw Control. I looked at it originally as the trailers. I'm like, this looks amazing. This looks like so much fun. It's right up my alley. Totally is. And then I just never played it. <laughs> I don't even know what the game's about. Uh, okay, like... I don't know anything about it. All I know is I'm it not, gets good okay, reviews. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not going to try and explain it completely just from what I recall of the trailer. So for anyone who's played this game, this is probably going to be a laugh for you. <laughs> uh, essentially, you're playing an uh, an agent, like I think like a secret agent, okay. but like in like more of the government sense, less on the James Bondy sense. And Natasha Romanoff? I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, you're. it's kind of like a, like a aliens do start doing weird shit. So, and you're trying to start using their powers against them effectively. Okay. It's like that kind of trope. But from what I understand, it's done really well. What's the gameplay type? Do you know? Uh, third person action. Third person action. Okay. But our action RPG. Okay, okay. Uh, apparently, from what uh, my friends are telling me, the DLC just makes it way better. Nice. Uh, so it's like one of those things where the DLC is like a huge improvement. So if you can, just jump on the bandwagon with all of it. I think there's a Steam sale going on. Or there was, and I missed out. Uh, yep. <laughs> anyway, but I'm going to pick it up and uh, and give it a shot. I've got a task first, so I'm going to see to that, you know, is the challenge. Yep, yep. I did have another task that I completed, though, and admittedly is why I don't have any hours uh, over the last time in the uh, Hollow Knight challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was because I was actually, and I'll talk about it for my pal, why not? I was playing the event for Hunt Showdown. Oh, okay, what's this event? Uh, I think it's called The Light in the Shadow. Uh Effectively, what it was, was they added in two new weapons to the game. Uh, throwing axes. How is a new weapon considered, like, an event? Well, no, they're part of the event. I'm going to explain the actual oh. event in a second. Uh, they added throwing axes and they added uh, a bow. And uh, and they have, like, this, like some indigenous skins that you can get that look pretty cool, which I was able to get. And then uh, there was also... Um, Weapon skins for those two weapons. I want to be clear. This is an perks. This is an I guess we would call it an isometric. No, it's not isometric. It's a no, asynchronous um, combat it's, game, not too dissimilar from Evolve. No. Okay. So let me uh, maybe do a quick explanation of what Hunt is, yes, and then please. we'll kind of go from there. Okay. So Hunt Showdown is. Um, I would argue that it is inaccurately labeled as a as a battle royale game. Okay. Um, it is a first person shooter where you have teams of two and now up to three people. Uh, was not originally three, just only two. All right. Um, and the, uh, objective of the game is you have to try and take out one or two, depending on the contract, um, high level health. Um, one of them is just to give you an idea. One of them is literally called the butcher. Big ax, big dude, big cleaver. He's got a pig for a head, like pig's head for a head. Yeah. And he wears a fucking apron and runs around and flings fire and chops people up. Okay. Cliches, cliche. Cliches, cliche. Um, there are other, some of the other creatures that you can fight. There's a spider. Giant fucking spider. It's warped. Looks like a hell spider, effectively. It shoots acid at or okay. and, and it scurries like a fucking spider on the attack. It is the most terrifying thing you'll <laughs> fight because it crawls on the walls and ceiling, nice. too. Yeah, it's like fighting an alien from aliens. I love that old game. Uh, Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, the new fire team game is pretty good. We should play it sometime. Oh, is it actually good? Yeah, it's third-person uh, combat uh, co-op game. Okay, I heard a lot of not-so-great Oh, things. it's it's garbage but it looks like a lot of fun to play as a team oh okay okay one of those like it's one of those games like what everyone's gonna bomb review it but like if you're like a group of people you could play it and have fun okay cool cool. and i think nick's got it check with him if he's got it then i would say pick it up and we can play it okay um and then just let me know and we'll play like we did battletech but like i'll try and be a little bit on more battletech's got the new vr 
mod. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You say mod, but it's just like a DLC, like a free LC? No, no, no. It's a mod. Oh, it's a mod. Yeah. It's like a workshop mod? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'll, sh- I'll show you a video after this. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in that. That's cool. Yeah, I've been watching it for a while now. That, and they, I'm there's a modern group that was building it, and they're they're finally put out the first like information about it. So I've got this thing in my basement. I've got to set it up at some point. Um, I've got these. They're called Cyber Shoes. Oh, those. You told me yeah, about those. Yeah, yeah, So um, I should set that up because then we can actually literally pilot the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to sit in a chair and be a lazy fuck. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'm not going to do the, what is it, Gundam Zero? Well, you're, no, no, Gun, no. G Gundam. I'm not going to do the G Gundam So bullshit. with these things, it's kind of like the, it's not an omnidirectional treadmill. It's kind of like the poor man's version of an omnidirectional. <laughs> you're sitting in a chair. A directional? <laughs> you're sitting in a chair and you kind of just swing your feet against the ground. <laughs> oh my God, that is so awful. It's awesome, actually. That is awful. I've So I tested it uh, once and it was actually a blast. Because like in like a third, like so things like Skyrim or like Fallout, it's fantastic. Because you're like actually running around. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't have to. It's fine. You're you're lame, so why would I care? <laughs> but uh, you know, anyway, so it's fun. It is. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> so control or Contr- no, no 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 that's not what we're talking. We're about. talking about Hunt. Hunt. Wow. Sorry, we're all over the place. We're all now. over the place. Today. I, it comes to me, and I just start talking about things. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so Hunt Showdown. You can have a partner or two, and you go out and you hunt down these creatures: butcher, spider. There's a thing called the assassin. Uh, there's a thing called the scrap beak. And, uh, so you have to fight this PVE creature, this NPC. It's yes. AI controlled. But there are other teams also trying to kill the same things as you. So is it last hit kill? No. So when they die, that's actually a good question because that, that like that would be annoying, right? It's like, ha, got it. Yes, it would. <laughs> like kill steal bitches, like fire it through like a window with a sniper rifle. Yep. And, like steal. No. That's lucky. That's yeah. all that is. So no, the way that this game works is actually kind of cool. So you do not know where they are when the match starts. But you can go to these things called clues using this uh, ability that all the hunters have called dark sight. And all it is is you put away your weapon, you bring up your hands all spooky like, and you see in this like black vision, but you can see like glowing fairy fire. It's your witcher vision. Yeah. Your Batman vision. Your fucking X vision, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like hell vision essentially. And you find out where these clues are and you go to them and they're essentially just holes in the holes to hell effectively. And you investigate them to figure out kind of like what what hole to hell was used by these creatures. And then when you figure it out, you only have to ever search three. You will know where it is. Okay. But if you do a clue on the site where the creature is, you immediately know where it is. Ah. So sometimes teams will find them faster than other teams because some teams might just happen to spawn next to it. So like a battle royale, do you have to go and like upgrade your gear and find... I'll get to that in a second because that's a whole other thing. It's actually, I think it's really well done. But anyway, I'll digress. I'll just explain. You guys can make your own opinion. So when you're playing the game, you go in, You let's say you find the creature with your teammate and you decide, fuck it, we don't care that other people could jump in on us while we're trying to fight this thing. Let's kill it. <laughs> you kill the creature and say nobody jumps in, or even if they jump in, it doesn't matter. You kill the, whoever jumps in. Creature goes down. What happens is at the moment the creature goes down, its body becomes interactable. So you interact with it, just like a quick button press. Okay. Nothing special. And what happens is it starts up the banishment procedure. And that takes about three minutes. Oh, so it's a king of the hill. And when that, that happens, yes, everyone on the map knows it's being banished right fucking there ah (laughs) and it takes less than three minutes 
for people to get to you from the map usually unless they're on the exact well opposite. yeah if they're on the opposite or if they're they're they don't know how to deal with a lot of because there's a bunch of hell spawn all over the map but they're like zombies and like specials yeah but they're not like a boss you can take them down there's like a thing that's called a hive. It's a lady that screams and shoots bees at you. Nice. It, it's a lot cooler than I'm making it sound. <laughs> uh, there's a thing called the armored. It's a person with a bunch of like shell stuff growing around them. Okay. So like they can. So they have to get through off. that to get to you. But to in you. theory, they reasonably can. They reasonably can. And um, even if not get to you, there's only three exits on the map to extract. So they can ambush you too. There's options. So you have to banish and then extract? Yeah. But here's the cool thing though, is that once you... Once the banishment is done, two tokens drop for your team. Because normally it was only two people. Yep. If you're three, if you have two tokens, the third person gets the bonus. Got it. They just don't fuck around. Like, if you get it, you're good. Um, anyway, so what happens is these tokens drop, your team grabs them. And when that happens, now you're get, you can be seen in dark sight. But it's inaccurate. It's lightning strikes. And the lightning strikes are kind of like in your area. Oh. So, like, people will know where you are, but not know... Exactly. precisely so like they're not gonna know that you're hiding in the bush waiting to counter ambush them yes they will know that you're in that area got it and it's pretty it's close like it's a tight area but it's not it's not accurate yep it's not accurate sense. enough in an fps let's put that yeah, way. yeah 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 <laughs> anyone totally who has experience you. with fps will know you'll know they're in that building but that's yes. all you know right yeah and you might know maybe what side they're on if it's a big building got it yeah yeah um but if it's like a house no you're, they're in the house got it yeah that makes sense um but the people who pick up the tokens get five seconds of dark sight where they can literally see where people are around them oh okay they come up as like red apparitions and uh that's pretty accurate but you only have it for five seconds per person so you have to like okay like are we going to check the ambush like the extraction point to make sure there's no ambush there or are we going to use it now so you don't get it immediately us? it's an active activatable ability yeah it's an activatable ability. But you only get it once well, no, you can. You have five seconds. You can break them up into one-second increments. Yeah, okay. But, like, it's five seconds. I see. That's it. You can increase it by one second if you kill somebody and then loot their body. But got you it. have to also loot their body. Otherwise, you don't get the second. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, interesting. Uh, if you go... If there's two uh, monsters on the map and you go from one to the other and pick it up, it only refreshes up to five seconds. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it doesn't give you a total advantage. It sounds interesting. So you were ta- we were talking about building up your gear and leveling up right. along the so way. So in the in the game, your character levels up uh, for every successful mission that they come back from, or any sorry, any mission they come back from, they level up. If they get killed on the mission, if you your hunter dies, you get shot on a mission and you don't get back up, and that's it for you. Mm-hmm. They're gone. So that you, you don't it. lose experience. That's gone. You start another one. Start another one. You have a what's called a bloodline experience pool that will constantly stay with you. That's your okay. account, and it levels up constantly, and it unlocks new gear for you to use. It's your bloodline. But you don't like a battle royale. You everyone starts the game at the same level at the no, same everything. That's why I said you just have to randomly find your shit. It's not like that. That's what I'm saying. It's so not like that. You not just, everyone you starts actually, different. Like no. you could be a different level than me when we start. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay, and how impactful are those levels? It depends on how you play. Well, okay, let's say you had two Robs. Okay, so uh, let me put it to you this way. Um, this is probably the best way to look at it. It's not that it makes you better. It enables you to be better at certain tactics. Because as you level up, you get traits. And those traits might be climb up a ladder silently. I see. Move quietly through water. So they're not, I'm doing more damage when I shoot. No. no like, there are a few, but they are not just straight. You just do more damage. They are like, if you have the bow and you pull the bow all the way back and hold it, 
you do 25% more damage with Got it. Got it. So they force you for different styles. Yes. They force you into doing a certain style of gameplay. Got it. So, like, I could run up on any jackass with a shotgun and lol, shoot them at, like, 10 meters. They're dead. Doesn't matter what fucking traits they have. Yep, yep. They're going down. That's it. Yeah, it forces you to use different strategies, different techniques, different styles. Yeah. As your characters die and you re-level them up. Yep, yep. That's all it is. And as you re-level them up, uh, the first few levels actually give you more to your bloodline experience mm. than the later levels do. So the longer you have a person, actually the less useful they are. Oh, interesting. So like you can get somebody to max level and you'll have like all the traits and stuff like that you want because there's a limited number of traits. There's more traits in total than you can have. That so, makes sense. Right, of course, like any other RPG kind of game. Yep. But um, when you have that character maxed out, you are no longer gaining bloodline experience. Ah. And a bloodline experience unlocks your unlocks your traits and your and your gear. So you kind of make a choice. Do you want to be so good that you don't ever lose, but you don't you don't really level up your account? Or yeah. Do you do you want to keep leveling up your account? Yeah. It's kind of like a you uh, have multiple hunter slots, so you can have like however many. Okay, so you can have your super powerful one if you want to. And yeah, and then like have like I think you start default three or four, and okay. you can just you can you can wall warrior. That's a, few a decent more. mechanism to because it's kind of like a, how Hades deals um, mm-hmm. with death is every time you die, you come back with a little bit more resources, just a a smidgen of resources, and that, those resources add up piece by piece until yes. you eventually aren't all that bad. Right, and that's exactly what it is. Um, you when you go to recruitment, you can recruit higher tier hunters. Nice. Um, they cost you more of your like account currency. Like yep. you have like every mission you do, you get currency from. Yep. Um, unless you really suck, and then you get nothing. It's <laughs> happened to me a few times. Um, but yeah, so then like you know, it comes down to if you're not swimming in cash you're like okay do i want to buy like a good rifle or don't want to buy maybe a higher tier hunter for later yep. in case this person eats it so, so when did this game come out a couple years ago okay wow. uh runs in the crisis crytek engine oh nice so it's good <laughs> it's good <laughs> it's still good trust me still looks good oh yeah nice. yeah it would still make people hurt if they don't have a decent rig nice um because it's a demanding engine, but it is demanding because it looks so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. I, there are some games that like, and I think they've they've honestly gotten it down, so it's I good. I think the Crytek engine does have its problem where it is incorrect. There's got to be something about it where it's incorrectly programmed because I do find that there are vision in it. There's there's prettiness in it that takes more resources than it really ought to. Unoptimized imaging. Yeah, kind of slightly yeah. unoptimized. I yeah, I, I could probably agree with that. But I mean, like, it might just seriously be that it's just like they run high quality shit all could the be. time. I don't know. Could be the Crytek allows people to do that. Therefore, they tend to. Therefore, And then they don't like optimize well because they're not thinking, hey, we need to optimize. They're thinking, hey, this engine can take it. Fuck it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Could be very much like that. Because there's a lot of games in Switch where they have to think about the design to actually make the Switch be able to run it. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Hardware um, uh, thing, like restrictive hardware. Exactly. Like actually, you know what's funny? They actually released Crisis 1 and 2. Oh, yes. I as, did see uh, that. As multiplayer on that must be fun. I think that covers it for our episode today yeah oh i didn't actually talk about hunt it's fun <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give us the no. review um ultimately it's it's neat you end up with a bunch of situations where there's a bunch of teams all hunting for the same targets uh people who maybe don't have high level characters at the time will maybe just run around the map killing a bunch of like weak fuckos and then like wait around to see if like one of the bosses gets killed and only one po- token taken because like a team got wiped out oh right, right, right. Uh, so then like there's a token waiting around for them to like 
Yeah, I guess if that. you're a three-party team, if two of them dies during the fight. Well, no, it's it's actually more so if uh, it's a team of one takes out a team of multiple. Right. Because if you get the tokens, you can resurrect your teammates. Oh. Which, hilariously, some people don't realize that, I think. Oh, so, interesting. there's mechanic. been a couple times that that's happened. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, Are picking up the tokens like a small few seconds of channeling or something? Nope. No. Well, you just have to wait for the banishment. Yeah, but you, like the tokens sit on the ground. You don't just like literally run by and pick it up instantaneously. You have to push e on it oh okay i figured there would have been like a moment a second of channeling for Not it really no. this way you, know, you can have a battle over it no no if it drops i mean if it drops and you're in a firefight firefights do not last long in that game like you're like one to two hits and you're done oh okay like it's like a it's a it's a game where you could be walking along and all of a sudden you hear a shot ring out and your character's like on the ground and you're like well that character's gone <laughs> <laughs> but like when you do it to people it's super satisfying like i i actually trapped it i knew there was a clue so there's an area of the map you need normally three there was four areas only for the hunt the rest of the areas of the map were for the other creature and i was like fuck it i'm going over there find a clue that's in a watchtower like a hunting tower Mm -hmm. um so i'm like cool so what do i do i put trip uh trip mines at the base of the tower nice and then i just walked back into a bush with my fucking level rifle and just <laughs> waited for people to walk into the trip mines because they'd walk in and i have these mines that are called concertina mines. so does everyone have the same clues yeah yeah well the thing is like depending on where you are on the map you may not get the same clues in sequence because as you get each clue it narrows down your area yeah but so you they, said you need three clues right so are, does everyone have to go to the same three areas for each clue no Okay. So, like, there was a chance that people were just so not going to come here. They're not forcing a fight at every clue. No. And actually, a team went past me, and they actually killed the creature while I was doing this. Uh. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, essentially, I killed five people. <laughs> <laughs> By just sitting By there? By just sitting there, because I, I had these mines. There's a poison mine, which is pretty straightforward. Uh, somebody trips it. Poison happens. A poison cloud gets released. They get poisoned. Yep. I shoot them. They die. Um, but the other ones I have, which are much cooler, uh, they're called Concertina. Uh, trip mines uh based off of what was originally shown in the game's original trailer is called the concertina bomb and it's a essentially a spool of barbed wire oh nice and it explodes oh it's like it's like a an exploding yarn except but, it's metal barbed wire yeah so then when <laughs> after the explosion happens it just fucking stays there and oh, shit. anyone who walks into it you immediately start bleeding that's awesome and it slows you down that is so, a nightmare. That is, is a nightmare. nightmare weapon. It is a nightmare weapon. It's 100% a nightmare weapon. <laughs> in the weapon. real world, like that is a nightmare weapon. It is 100% a nightmare weapon. <laughs> in, in the game, it's 100% a nightmare weapon. Oh my God. Uh, and yeah, the scrap beak, scrap beak boss uses them. Whoa, fun. Wow. Not really. Um, but anyway, yeah. So then people would run into this thing, get concertinated and poisoned up, and I just shoot them once. Oh, these poor guys. That is the worst way to end. Yeah. So it was really funny when a team of them walked into it. And then I just killed them. <laughs> that is that is brutal. That is the worst way to end, except for how we're ending this podcast. This is the worst ending. Because we're banishing this podcast like the demons. Are we? We are. Oh, I thought you were just going to end there. No, no, no. We got to do our outro. Do we? You know what? Alex isn't here. Screw the rules. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. Thanks.